regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is exactly the same every single week. And like every week, I am Gav Murphy, joined by Steve Hogarty, John Log Blythe, and Joe Screbbles. Steve. You got Hi. a feature? Yes. What's a feature? Hello. Hi, my name is Steve Hogarty, and this week I have got a feature all about Lloyd Grossman and all mm. of his various source manufacturing interests and goals and how he can bring them to bear upon a very dry Tagliatelle festival. <laughs> and if source is your thing, then I got some news for you. Log, what's your feature? My seat, my feature is about Dolmio. Dolmio in heaven. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Dolmio in heaven by John Blythe. Joe, what's yours? My feature's about Eartha Kitt. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my feature is in fact about a very recent and very special addition to Heaven's Pantheon. <laughs> And mine is actually about tomato sauce by coincidence again, all right? Just yeah. Me and Steve at some point will stop writing about the same things every fucking week. <laughs> it's the twin thing. It's the sister-sister. We are sister-sister. I am Tia. You are Tamara. I'm sorry. You That's are fine. Tamara. I'm happy to be Tamara. I'm definitely Tia. Tamara's the hot one. yes and tia's the clever one yeah she's a ballad it matches up (laughs) now it's time for steve's regular feature steve's you are Lloyd Grossman, author, broadcaster, home-invading pervert, and pasta sauce genius. Can you save the local Tagliatelle festival? <laughs> you are Lloyd Grossman off of pasta sauce, and today is your very own birthday. You leap out of bed, the sheets still sodden from last night's marinara night terrors, and sprint downstairs to discover a small pile of gifts waiting for you in the grand reception hall of Grossman Manor. You remembered, cries Lloyd Grossman, brackets you, you remembered my birthday. How could we forget, sings every single member of your staff, a loyal team of 120 little people who you've painted a brownish red colour and called the Lloydy Groydies. <laughs> <laughs> the Lloydy Groydies sing a song about how cool birthdays are as they disappear into little hatches and down secret trapdoors. You feel very loved today. Do you? A. Sack every Lloydy Groydy for being overly familiar while you are wearing pyjamas. Or B, begin opening your presents. Can I just, I, I just want to stop this for one second to applaud Steve for doing a Lloyd Grossman-based feature that involves no impersonation of Lloyd Grossman, <laughs> the weirdest sounding man in the world. It's been done. It's been done. I love it. Like, it's, a sat- it's a Saturday afternoon recording this. They could do their bloody old impressions. How about that? <laughs> uh, I agree with Gav. Presents. Present time. Oh, okay. I'm outnumbered. 
I you want to sack the Lloydy Groydies? You, I just, <laughs> you've already got Lloydy exists. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so I against sacking. I want them out of my house. <laughs> you begin unwrapping your gifts. What's this? A jar of Lloyd Grossman tomato and basil pasta sauce, 660 grams. Yum. A jar of Lloyd Grossman red Thai curry sauce, 350 grams. Wow. <laughs> a jar of Lloyd Grossman sun-dried tomato bolognese sauce with no added sugar, 660 grams. How do they know? <laughs> but what's this? There's an envelope underneath all of this sauce. Do you? A. Sack every Lloydy Groydy for obscuring your important correspondence with their incessant Tower of Birthday gifts. Or B. Open the letter. Okay, I'm getting closer to wanting to sack them. No, yeah. Because, yeah, but oh, yeah. I think that, you know, it's a three strikes rule for me. Yeah. I, <laughs> you're a lot I, more I would forgiving like to- than I am. Could you could you just give us a little peek behind the curtain? And I just want to know that sacking them is gonna be fine if we non-violent. Let, if we let no, if we let this ride out, and well, you then see, you you give us a nod on the Zoom when it's all right to kill them. Because oh, I you really want. You want to put your finger on the page and then peek ahead to see what happens if you that's sack what, them. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I just want him sacked. No. <laughs> I'll give you the first line of the sacking. You can peek ahead. And ends here. <laughs> it says, you, smer- you summarily dismiss every loidy-groidy without pay for gross insub- insubordination. Now, do you feel no. guilty enough that you want to go back and yes, undo please. that? Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that. Absolutely. Log, so, as someone who, you know, you, you're I, involved with... Am uh, I the only employer Hiring and firing. <laughs> I am <laughs> an employer, yeah. and I... <laughs> I live my choose your own adventures like I live my life. Sack them all. <laughs> <laughs> but log, you could furlough them. Sack them all. Sack them There's all. always new hungry people who'll take less money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Free God. market demands it. <laughs> right, are we opening the letter? Mm. Mm. Please. Yes. You take your sharpest basil knife and neatly cut across the envelope. Your eager Lloyd Grossman fingers gently part the paper flaps and pull out a neatly folded telegram. You read the note aloud. Dear Mr. Grossman, stop. This is your good friend, Michelle Obama. Stop. I have organized a Tagliatelli festival in the next town over. Stop. Forgot sauce. Stop. Pasta dry. Stop. Everything's <laughs> claggy. Stop. Claggy. Need sauce. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh no. It seems your good friend Michelle Obama has gotten herself embroiled in yet another dry pasta fiasco. This isn't the first time she's raw dogged a penne party, and you <laughs> doubt it will be her last. But you are duty bound to help. After all, you are Lloyd Grossman, the sneaky man who wets the spaghettes. So. <laughs> Do you? Sneaky. What? He goes around wetting spaghetti unbidden. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did through the keyhole, didn't he? Oh, yes. He just squirts <laughs> it through the keyhole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With one of those big syringes. Just like a turkey <laughs> baster. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
lives in a house like this, full of marinara sauce? <laughs> if your fire ever goes out in the chimney and it's all covered in wet tomato, you know you've got a grossman on the roof. <laughs> Do you, A, surely this must be the fault of a loidy-groidy or two. Sack them all as a precautionary measure. Or B, grab as much pasta sauce as you can carry and ask Alexa to give you directions to Michelle Obama's arid Tagliatelle Festival. Now, I'm, this... not, I'm not going to Saturn this time because there's not yeah. enough evidence and you're opening yeah. up yourself to a tribunal. And speaking of someone who sacks a lot of people, I don't like tribunals. <laughs> <laughs> tribunals. <laughs> the suits, the wigs... Yeah, the, the powdered faces. <laughs> we can't sack them. We can't sack them now. Not after all we've been through. They're still on two strikes. You empty as many jars of pasta sauce as you can into the Lloyd Grossman branded oil tanker truck you'd use to drive to and from all of your important sauce meetings before checking the gauge on the side of the vehicle. The needle hovers just above empty and just shy of tomato dregs. <laughs> oh dear. If you're to stand any chance of filling this tango with enough pasta sauce to soak an Obama's worth of bone dry tagliatelle, <laughs> you're going to need the help of every last loidy groidy. Inventory check. How many have we sacked? Do you employ 120 loidy groidies? Yes or no? Yes, we haven't sacked a single one. Absolutely, boys. You've oh, successfully yeah. navigated your way through to the end of the Choose Your Own Adventure. Yes. <laughs> You've uh, evaded the traps yes. of summarily dismissing Lloydie Groydies based on perceived slights. <laughs> uh, and you... Uh, where are we? <laughs> you stopped as if you just read something horrible. You're like, like, oh my oh, god, no. They, they've turned on each other. It started writing itself <laughs> this, when I wasn't looking. There's too many. all closed <laughs> while they were halfway through. Now you've got twice as many Lloydie Groydies. <laughs> there's too many of them. <laughs> oh my god, they bleed pasta sauce. This is how it's made. <laughs> you blow on your referee's whistle, and right on cue, an army of Lloydie Groydies climbs out of nearby wheelie bins and out from behind trees and parachuting down on little parachutes and coming up out of the ground like moles. <laughs> They're all singing a song about how important it is to sod your parched pasta with a wet sauce before you eat it. And as they sing... They're tipping bulging Ikea bag after bulging Ikea bag of steaming hot sauce into the hungry tanker. Before long, the tanker is completely filled, and the engine purrs in anticipation of its savoury mission. Do you? A. Sack every Lloydy Groydy for allowing <laughs> your special sauce tanker to run dry in the first place. Ooh. Or B. Put your foot down. You've got a pasta fate to hydrate. It does feel like a... This is the one. This is the feels only like a, one, yeah. It feels like a contractual issue, that. Because maybe it sounds like they're meant to keep the thing full. Yes. Mm. Exactly. So they have. this is the first time they've actually biffed it. Breach of yeah. contract. We don't even have to give them severance. Yeah, exactly. Are they, are they, are they unionized, Steve? No. Brilliant we do not allow yeah, any loidy-groidy that holds union meetings. You, uh, you make sure that they... 
they can't walk anymore. There's a lot of there's a <laughs> lot of scab there's a lot of scabby grabbies in the Lloydy Crocodiles. Yeah. <laughs> Follow up say- question though. I know you say they're not unionized, but there's quite a lot of them. Could they possibly do oh. some kind of Power Rangers thing where <laughs> they kind of morph up and then they're massive to the size of a regular human being? That's terrifying. Which, although technically isn't unionizing, I would say counts as unionizing (laughs) power ranging is unionizing yeah it's unionizing with a z like a cool version of unionizing the loidy groidies subsist entirely on a diet of um pasta sauce so they have type 2 diabetes and very brittle bones okay uh so they they can't form any sort of physical resistance to oh. <laughs> to uh, you. Okay. Fi- fi- final question: As you, I know, you say that they subsist on just pasta sauce. Mm. Have any of the Lloydy Grodies been getting high on their own supply, as they say? Because <laughs> that tanker done run dry. Well, that may be that may be something to bring up in the tribunal. Okay, because, right. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the eventual I, I don't, tribunal. I don't know how the sauce tanker ran dry, but you are correct. It was Lloydy Groidy's responsibility <gasps> to keep that bad boy topped up. Can we compromise by firing them and then rehiring them under less favourable terms? Like British mm, Airways? Good question. Yes, yeah, and British Gas, yeah. It's just, um, a, it's just a good tactic. <laughs> British Lloydy Groidy's. BLG. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you summarily dismiss every Lloydy Groidy without pay for gross insubordination, reminding each of them that as a condition of their contract, they must continue to paint themselves the colour of pasta sauce and refer to themselves not as human beings, but as Lloydy Groidies for the next 60 years or face serious prison time. I'd forgotten that they weren't a fantasy-like group, and now I feel bad for almost all the jokes we've made. No, they're just people. They're just Just um, short people. Oh, I kind of... Okay, we need to replay that for whether we were okay or not. (laughs) We're bloody not. (laughs) You put your foot down to to make your way to the pasta fate, jump behind the wheel of the pasta sauce tanker, and make a hasty beeline for Michelle Obama's desiccated jamboree. Within minutes, you arrive, and as per Michelle's explicit instructions, you jackknife your lorry of red slurry as you crash through the festival boundaries, sending the contents of the truck raining down on the pasta parade. The locals rejoice as their dusty ravioli is drenched in that sweet, sweet Grossman juice. Oh, I just just stopped writing. (laughs) (laughs) It was a perfect ending. We're going to fucking sack you, mate. Never mind the loady groinies. Have you ever seen the like the end of The Sopranos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's basically that's what that, that was. Yeah, yeah. it's that's that except that. the screen was just covered in pasta sauce. Yeah. And the, uh, I mean, to be fair, it's a good ending. Yeah, it is. <laughs> leaves leaves the viewer wondering whether it was Grossman juice or gross man juice. <laughs> oh, they'll be talking about that in the forums. Uh, here's, a, here's a question. I know it doesn't mean anything, right? But. How many followers do you think Lloyd Grossman has on Twitter? Seven million. It's got to be seven million. One point two million. One point two million. I think it's Ashton Ashton Kutcher levels. It's one hundred and seventy million people. <laughs> Lloyd Grossman has four thousand eight hundred and twenty-six followers. No, is he, he ver- doesn't. Is he verified? Is that, I just, is that verified? Lloyd with two L's. It's a verified account. No, he's only got one L. Who's he? Think that, he that's, is? That, no, that that's the Lloyd. That's the real one. Yeah. What? 
Verified low gross month, Lloyd Grossman only has 4,826 followers. That's an abomination. Uh, Get your lips around my fucking saucers. (laughs) (laughs) Get these Lloydy Grodies out of my fucking sight. I can't stand the smell of them. Regular features recipe corner now, and it is finally time. People have been sending me tweets. They've been sending me fleets, not to mention DMs, PMs, VMs, and per DMs. I've had Facebook pokes, MSN nudges, parlor yelps, Google Plus honks, more than a few jabbo grabs, and one great big goose from behind. I couldn't tell who the gooser was because they scampered behind an Argos, but they tucked a post-it note between my bucket buttocks reading, please tell. Well, I hear you. It's time for me to show you all how to make my internet famous Mama Joe's Fancy Ragu. What? I'm going to have to write some tomato sauce into my fucking feature right now. Have we done tomato sauce features? Yes. This is mental. I wasn't going to say it until now. (laughs) This is like when I did my awful quest and you did liver and Chianti. Oh, yeah. The ingredients for Mama Joe's Fancy Ragu are one large white onion, one normal brown tomato, a lot, a lot of lamb, and a little bit of chutzpah. (laughs) The hypothesis behind this recipe, because you have to have the hypothesis, is that using all of these ingredients together in a good order will result in a recipe handed down from generation to generation on my mother's side of the family, Mama Joe, an olfactory reminder of where we all began, no matter how far we strayed from the old country, Bolton. <laughs> it will be an exotic concoction of fresh lamb notes, stale tomato notes, and noted kitchen ingredient, the big old onion. <laughs> Methodology. Step one, chop the onion. Because it is a large onion, about the size of a Playmobil Ghostbusters firehouse, you will need space, so be sure to sweep anything on the countertop to one side violently, including, but not limited to, blender, trangia camping stove, lamb feed, bowls, and the brown tomato. Chop the onion into a thousand pieces, I don't care what shape. Step two, ignore the bleating. Step three... Pick up the brown tomato you swept onto the floor, spit on it, polish it on your sleeve like it's a 50s apple. Because it's so old and brown, it will burst meekly as you perform the shine part of the spit shine. Make sure as much of the flesh as possible ends up in a mixing bowl that you've been standing in since before step one. Step four, ignore the bleating, even if it's much louder than you expected. (laughs) Step five, Jump out of the mixing bowl and scrape all the onion off the counter into it. Do this with a flourish if you like. I like to go sha 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 sha. <laughs> Kick one side of the mixing bowl that it's so that it spins in place, covering your fresh, vibrant onion in stinky old brown tomato. This action might cause another fearful and incredibly loud bleat, but don't worry, it's time to address that. Step six: look at the live lamb you bought and work out which bit you need to slice to most efficiently make it stop bleating, but also provide you with a tender, yummy bit for putting in ragu. Real-life lambs can look quite different to the ones you see on Spring Watch, so don't be worried if you need to take a little while to work it out. For instance, what you might think is the entire fluffy white lamb 
might in fact be the shaggy bottom end of a huge leg, which in turn connects to a powerful gaskin, the name for a horse's back thighs, which in turn connects to a stifle, the top bit of a horse's leg, which is the size and consistency of a muscle man's torso, which in in itself leads to a flank, loin and croup combo that most closely resembles a chestnut-coloured 1996 Vauxhall Astra than any kind of lamb you've ever seen. And then, if you crane your neck up, you might see the elegant curve of Withers, Crest, Paul, Forehead and Muzzle, combining to create a distinct shape you recognise from the badge of a Porsche automobile. Step seven. Who said you were posh? (laughs) (laughs) Step seven. At this point, you'll realise the butcher has sold you a clearly knackered shire horse rather than the dainty lamb you were promised. He bleats again, but you realise that if you were to spell out the bleat, it would read nay, which kind of seals the deal. The huge collar made of an old tyre around his neck marks him as being named Pirelli. Step eight. Say, fuck you, Pirelli, to which Pirelli will reply by using one good leg to kick a hole in your oven door. Step nine. Try to kill Pirelli with your knife. You'll likely want to take up a stance learned from pinch check salat, or Indonesian knife fighting, offering manoeuvrability as well as efficient and lethal force. Circle Pirelli, looking for an opening to cause a single mortal wound. Pirelli will do one of those snuffles that a horse does, marking your moment as he does a little head shake. Place your right foot forward, arcing your knife in a single flowing motion towards where you assume a horse's heart would be, the neck. But disaster! Pirelli's frightened by the sudden movement, shifts his weight, trips on your mixing bowl and sends it arcing through the air towards you, filling your eyes with brown tomato and that onion that makes you cry. Step 10. You will be blind at this point. Don't panic. Just begin to windmill with your arms in the hope you catch Pirelli in one of his fat eyes. Instead, you'll shatter a wrist on your beautifully clear kitchen counter before recoiling and putting a foot in the blender, mincing shoe and toe alike into a gorgeous leather tapenade. Pirelli will bleat, sorry, whinny, in a sort of bestial triumph, but karma will strike as he slips on your puree, exactly as planned. He'll fall on you with the full weight of a shire, probably a little one like Ratland, and become unable to get up. Energy spent, you'll both eventually die and melt into a sort of horse and human paste. The ragu is served! (laughs) And that's Mama Joe's uh, ragu. I think that's what I called it. Fancy ragu. On. <laughs> it's, not, it's not every day ragu. No, it's not every day. It's, it's once Fancy. every 50 to 60 years when a, <laughs> one of the women in my side of the family dies. I wish uh, you'd made it the horse. same amount of years as when Eugene Victor Toombs emerges from his <laughs> What is it, every 53? <laughs> <laughs> 53 or 40 something years oh How I'm many... sorry I, if I've got my tombs facts wrong I apologise yeah I'm disappointed in you there but I mean I don't have it either how many years for tombs how <laughs> <I've> <laughs> <laughs> when is tombs next not... due <laughs> when is he due <laughs> it's 30 it's 30 oh, years 30 years I love Gav's ability to just derail everything in in favour of an X-Files reference <laughs> Also, I, that's the first time I've ever referred to him without referring to him by his full name, Eugene Victor Toombs. Because yeah. <laughs> that's such a good name. <laughs> Tell us more about Toombs, Gav. <laughs> uh, let me share a screen. I've got this. I got slides presentation on it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he actually did. <laughs> 
The insurance guy's just um, shown up. Can I just not be in this feature and then come back to you at the end? That's That's all right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah? That's fine. All right, see you guys in a bit. Awesome. This sounds like the start of one of our... Of a feature. Of our fake bits at the start of a feature where someone's like, (laughs) oh, I've just got to go, actually, because... Because there's a, a woman that I'm going to impersonate. Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes back, hey, boys. <laughs> I'm a cowboy from London. <laughs> oh, thank God he's gone. Hi, boys. I'm Arthur Kitt. <laughs> it's actually as, Arthur Kitt. As well you know, I died in 2008. Meow. But in the years since then, when I stalked the earth, I lived by one law. If I don't get my cha-cha heels, I'll walk all over you. (laughs) Of course, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast, but before I tell you my new news, I just want to fill you in on my current sitch regarding the cha-cha heels. So, I got to heaven, and I was as surprised as you were, darling. Turns out God ain't not... <laughs> Turns out God ain't the sticky toffee he's cracked up to be. And I was immediately presented with a pair of immaculate cha-cha heels that had been enchanted by angels so they would fit any foot. I gave a contented purr, ignoring the fact that they should only be designed to fit my feet, otherwise what's the fucking point? And I started seeing the track of my album, That Bad Earther, which is called I Want to Be Evil. This caused St. Peter to raise an eyebrow, and he checked his notes about my time on Earth, but when he saw me strutting around in my cha-cha heels, he got so horny that he decided to let me stay. And that's how my eternity in heaven began. Over the next ten years, my joy faded into dissatisfaction and then melancholy. I tried a more pronounced strut to enjoy my cha-cha heels, bringing my legs up ever higher. I tried strutting variants. The high kick, the can-can, the stray cat strut! Long story short, I got my cha-cha heels confiscated for a year after goose-stepping outside a Pret-a-Manger while Einstein was inside. (laughs) At sentencing, I told the judge, I said to him, Your Honour, you do realise that if I don't get my cha-cha heels, I'll walk all over you, don't you? He said... (laughs) He said he'd already banged his gavel now, so he couldn't change the sentence without looking like an idiot. Then he said... He, should, he said that I should count myself lucky that Honor Blackman had agreed to lend me a pair of her kinky boots. <laughs> Honor came in and passed me the shoes and I reluctantly put them on. The judge said, those kinky boots look lovely, Honor Blackman. I'm a black woman, you cheeky bastard, I purred. <laughs> I purred. <laughs> that was when my lawyer, Nancy Sinatra, said... Are you ready, Boots? Start walking. And I started power walking around that courtroom so fast my legs were everywhere at 10% opacity. And you know what? 
It completely cured my bad mood. <laughs> the moral of the story is, it was never truly Chacha Heels that made me happy. I just love walking on people because they won't assist me in getting my Chacha Heels. Anyway, enough about me. Imagine my delight when someone arrived in heaven this week who shares my passion for walking, Sir Tom Captain Moore. <laughs> I'll let, I shall throw you over to him now. Oh, God. I love that Steve came in just in time for that. <laughs> Continue. I'm Captain Tom, and as you probably know about me, I've got a really itchy ass. <laughs> Put me in a chair and I'll chafe and mither like a brittle baby. See, what I like is walking. I don't care where, whether it's to the local <laughs> shop for a packet of navy cut or to Leicester for a new pair of walking shoes. I just want to put one foot in front of the other without the other foot leaving the ground first. I only have three walking rules that I must abide by. If I say good afternoon to you and you don't reply, I will burn your village to the ground. On any given walk, my path cannot cross over itself or I will be electrocuted by my own invisible snail trail. <laughs> if I find myself trapped by my own snail trail in a supermarket... I can, of course, climb into a trolley and use a baguette as a paddle to escape. <laughs> and the third and final law is that I can't walk past a house with pampas grass in the garden without ringing the doorbell. <laughs> it's, it's an old-fashioned sign that they're swingers, you see, so it's always worth knocking on the door to ask if you can get a nude hand shandy. Incidentally, <laughs> Just... that... <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. Just, what, what just, I'm, uh, you know, I'm loving the feature, but I, I really wish I'd left when Steve did, just for visibility's sake. <laughs> <laughs> visibility? What yeah, do you mean? Um, I, I can't, I can't be seen to be a part of this long. <laughs> when this is played back out loud in court. No, it's celebrating his life, and it's all 100% true. So, so that's it's fine. <laughs> oh, would I lie to you? I'm in heaven where lies are illegal. So, so, so I, would, I would go onto the door and ask for a nude hand shandy. And incidentally, that's what I thought NHS stood for when I agreed to start raising money for it. <laughs> So you can imagine my disappointment when I raised 33 million and, and I didn't get banged. <laughs> when I raised 33 million and I didn't get wanked off by a massive hand. <laughs> <laughs> like every pound makes the hand a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, like the national lottery. Yeah. Well, I, I've not got long left. It can't be 100 individual 333,000-pound wanks. I haven't got time left for it. <laughs> so... Anyway, that's it. Oh, oh, Captain Tom! No disrespect intended, but I suspect that I suspect, and I seem to sense that you don't have much more material prepared there. No, that's fine, Eartha Kit. Would you like to have a little walk with me? Oh, that sounds lovely, Captain Tom. What the fuck is that voice? Do you mind really if bassy. I tread on the? <laughs> <laughs> but but do you mind if I tread on the back of your ankles while we walk? 
it's not quite walking all over you, but it'll take the, it'll keep the wolf from the door. <laughs> and Eartha? Yes! You couldn't give us a jar of Dolmio, could you? Absolutely! That's what this whole feature was about! Jars of tomato sauce! (laughs) (laughs) And goodbye from heaven, everybody! (laughs) Bye, Arthur! Bye, Captain Sir Tom! Bye, Captain Tom! Captain, bye, goodbye! I'm Gandalf, and I put a spell on you because you're mine! The Mines of Moria, that is! regular features well that's it for this week's episode of the regular features podcast we hope you enjoyed the podcast and if you did guess the f what you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash regular features and that's how you help us make the podcast what we love to do every new patron is rewarded for their kindness and generosity with a little old something we like to call <coughs> a bee name. <laughs> a, a bee Could, name. A bee name. Could you please a- give a bee name to the following <laughs> patrons? <laughs> Chuck Bilro. Where the devil put a side for me? There you go. Please give a B name to Ed Atkins. Slathered. <laughs> Did you say slathered? Yes. <laughs> Just the word slathered. <laughs> Great. I think that's a B name log. Like a bit of toast covered in honey. Finally, please give a B name. To Lottie Reinbold. Lil. Lil. Lot of. Lot of. Lot of bee honey. Lot of bee honey. Lot of bowl of bee honey. You heard. Write it down. Give it lot to her. Lot of bowl of bee honey. You fucking don't look at me like that. You fucking write it down. Give her that name. You know that's the one. Oh, well, thank you all for supporting us <laughs> on Patreon. We also have a regular features store yeah. uh, where you can go and you can you can purchase. Uh, there are a limited number of regular features T-shirts left, none of which feature Joe's face because they are... Because life isn't fucking fair, that's why well, not. We're not getting new ones printed until we've sold out of those. <laughs> exactly. This is, this is technically your last chance to remember a time when I wasn't on the podcast. So if that is nostalgic yeah. to you... Then get involved and pay us some money, please. And one thing you might like about the the shop is one of the things I did, a service I offered was that I will forgive you, and I did that as a passive aggressive thing where I was um, forgiving you for bullying me about the state of the shop. Mm. But someone's actually bought it. We've had five people buying forgiveness from me, and I'd like to start start honouring that promise of forgiveness today mm-hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do them all we'll have to catch up with them but um this first one is stephen west who paid five pounds for a bit of loggy forgiveness mm-hmm. so i just want to say stephen stephen oh come on come out i know you're in the wardrobe i can hear you panting through the slats it's okay just come out i've seen what's happened in the kitchen i just want you to know that i'm not angry are you you've always had a curious mind stephen and that's one of the many reasons i love you in fact if you were the kind of person who hadn't just blown up the kitchen, microwaving my mother's wedding ring, I honestly think I'd love you less. Sure, it was the only thing a less 
the only thing I had left of hers since she wiped your ass in her wartime diary and cut her wedding dress up for dusters. But I'm being brutally honest with myself here. Her memory of the memory of my mother was an anchor, and it was holding me back. You've done me a favour, Stephen. You've rid me the you've rid me of the ghost of that filthy old rat bag. And honestly, I think the kitchen's better on fire. If anything, you should be forgiving me for not setting the house on fire earlier. So thanks for your five pounds, Stephen. But more importantly, thank you for the freedom that you've granted me from my memories and my house. I forgive you. Good night.